We are back. We're back, guys. And we're so excited, honestly. Like, I don't know, every time we start after having a break, Emma and I are like chomping at the bit to jump in with you guys and do the absolute best we can do. And we get so excited and there's such positive vibes. And we feel like that every time, but I have to admit, every time we take a good little break away, we're like, oh, there's so much to say. There's so much to do. And <laughs> we get really excited. So we hope that you're well. We know from what we're seeing so far, you're all on our wavelength too. This is the very first live. This is the welcome live. We're going to talk you guys through everything that you need to know. And we're going to answer your questions as well. Um, and then we tend to find that as we get towards, I don't know, week seven, we basically are done with all the questions. And then, yeah, we kind of have to come up with our own <laughs> topics. Um, but I actually think that bodes really well for you guys. It should be quite comforting to know that even if you feel quite overwhelmed or like you have loads you want to ask for, no, now you will get into the swing of it. And by halfway through, you'll be flying. Yeah, I had a few DMs this morning of people just feeling a little bit overwhelmed. And I think I've thought about this numerous times before because we get this at the start of every single round. And I think one thing is that as an adult, we don't normally learn new things. So actually, you know, probably since potentially like 20, 30 years, you haven't actually learned anything that's completely new. Like you haven't been a complete beginner at anything. Yeah. And that can feel really overwhelming. And I think for a lot of people, you know, learning about, calorie tracking figuring out which workouts to do all this stuff can feel really overwhelming but trust me by week two by just sitting down having a little bit of thought about it asking us any questions like remember we're here for some reassurance and all it took and I think that people underestimate the importance and like the power of reassurance all it took was me just saying we're here to support you don't worry about it like everybody starts there when you yeah. first start health, we started there as well. Like it, yeah. it has to start as being a little bit overwhelming and try not to give up at that first hurdle of, um, yeah, of, of feeling overwhelmed. I feel like you just read something on the live that distracted Yeah, you. sorry. I always get distracted by what's going on in the live. It's just loads of people saying that they have to be here. Good morning. Happy New Year. Made the first live. Hi, babes. Missed you from Kanchan. Um, wow. Ollie's back uh and he also says fact check which is what we always need fact fact check I can see you I can hear you both and you're in yeah. the right group thank the lord because that often happens and uh, like 10,000 different groups on Facebook so we never know where we are well we because we've had 10,000 different groups so they go into Next like group. old groups and stuff and anyway. then Facebook doesn't let you delete them. Um, yeah, so look, right off the bat, I'm just going to tell everybody. So on the my PT Hub app, you'll have Emma's gym workouts, the Emma program. So if you have any questions about those workouts, make sure that you tag her. Because even though I probably can answer them, it's better the person that programmed them might have something different, something different in mind. On, on my, that note as well, a couple of people have been like, oh, like I, I thought there were going to be videos for workouts. Every, like all of the exercises do have videos. You just need to make sure you've clicked them. And then yeah. the video will load all of them before you ask a question make sure there's not a note on it because most of the time we write notes on anything that we're getting questions about so someone's like oh is it 10 lung lunges each leg or 10 lun lunges in total there will probably be a note explaining that so make sure you read that as well yeah and so and I was going to say all of my workouts will say either home weighted or home body weight uh, uh grads I've rewritten all the workouts. I, you know, we started where we started with lockdown. I had home workouts. 
thanks Emma you dickhead <laughs> yeah I know I don't know how this happened but it's worked out so well for me I know I was but, like no. I'll do the gym workouts and then we can swap and then it's like a year later and we've never swapped <laughs> and we don't need to we we really don't need to um but yeah so so I had the home workouts and I and I basically you know we kind of chopped and changed them for the first year and then for the last kind of few months I've been like you know what I'm just going to make sure there's a really nice mishmash of Emma's workouts and my workouts and actually, like in the break, I was thinking on it. I was like, nah, you know what? I want to give it, like, I want to reprogram it. I want to rewrite them. And I want to make sure that people who are working out from home are not just getting a workout in, but are really, really optimizing said workout. So um, they're rewritten um, and they're very simple. I've kept them simple. And you, you might get, you know, some curve balls as the week passed, but I've kept them simple um, and doable. Uh, as Emma said, there is a details tab at the top of every workout on my pc hub now i can't speak for emma but for me all the programming of the workout is i think i'm back and now chloe's not here um okay let me just message chloe sorry about this guys gosh oh wait here she is is, is she here? Yes. <laughs> Stranded. Hey, hey. I was watching it and it was just me talking. And then yeah, all I don't of know it, what happened. I don't Basically, know. Basically, you were at the point where you were saying you have notes and all of your workouts in the details tab. Yeah. And then for specific exercises, I feel like, well, I don't know how to do, I don't know, a split squat. Just there will be a specific note next to that telling you how to do a split squat. Um, and yeah, so so any home workouts come to me with questions, but it is all there in the on the workouts, in the details and on the notes. Um, now, when we talk about calories and macros, we have a video on the page. Emma, do you want to talk them through that? I think if we go to the questions, because that is li- like it would just be me repeating the intro video that we did. Right. It is literally all there. Just make sure you go and watch the intro video. That's that explains everything that you'll need to know about calories and macros the start points almost aren't important this is one thing that we really want to get people's head into is that where you start isn't all that important it needs to be a sensible start point and then from there we're monitoring and adapting like the value is in the coaching not the generic start point that you could have googled like that's where the coaching comes in is how we help you actually implement that into your life like the calorie target isn't all that important it's the coaching and you'll see the value in that and you'll see that from the grads as well so if you're thinking oh that's a bit like I kind of thought that we'd be allocated a very specific calorie target an exact number of this and exact macros of this and the reason that we do it this way is because this is what matters and we're showing you where to focus your efforts to get the best results rather than overcomplicating things and sure it might seem like uh like you're quote unquote like getting more but if we give you like targets for carbs and fats I've seen a couple of questions on this there is no point giving you them because they're not important and you don't need to stick to them it's over complicating the process and fat loss is hard enough without you making it harder by trying to stick to a certain amount of carbs per meal or something yeah yeah we want you to hit your calories when you hit your protein and those are the really really the main numbers that we want um, we obviously we do have basement numbers of facts and obviously we do have requirements that you guys are getting in your fruit and veg every day because 
even though calories are king when it comes to physique results, you also care about your overall health and well-being, quality and longevity of life. And a lot of that is to do with your lifestyle. So yeah, okay, good reiterations. Let's um let's jump into the questions. Sorry, just to add on that, because I think some people do stop at like these are the calories I need to eat and that's all that's important. Like that's the fundamental of fat loss. Like you need to be in a deficit. On top of that, what's really important is the food choices that you make are going to make it either really hard or quite easy for you to stick to that deficit. So if you decide to eat like mostly junk food or mostly processed food, it's going to be really hard for you to stick to a deficit. If you have a largely whole food diet and then you include like a little bit of your favorite treat here and there or a meal out once a week or something, that's perfect. That's a great balance and that's going to make it way easier to stick to those calories. Like calories are king but how you break down those calories is really important as well so, and I think that some people kind of forget that aspect of it and they're like and then I think people get confused as to why they're hungry on say 1800 calories because yeah. 1800 calories of whole foods feels very different than 1800 calories of processed food so remember that yeah remember that you need to be like mindful of what you're eating as well and also how you feel I would like to, you know, everybody should have learned, you know, towards the end of December when, you know, I'm sure everybody had a little bit more food freedom, even if they were still, you know, fairly kind of quote unquote on the wagon. And you'll learn here that we don't believe in this wagon. We want the wagon and the road to merge into a, a walkable pond of gold. <laughs> I don't know what the <laughs> you can say. Um, yeah. But no, you'll, you'll notice that you, you don't feel as good, especially where alcohol is concerned. But you just feel sluggish. You feel a bit crap. Like so, James has um folliculitis, and he basically took the whole month of December to eat and drink whatever the hell he pleases. And that's quite rare for James. Like he doesn't really do that. He's got this quite conditioned athlete mindset. But he did his. Wait, I'm sorry. What does he have? Folliculitis. So his his hair follicles get infected, and it basically he basically looks like he's on gear, <laughs> as in as in you know anabolic aid, uh-huh. not you know cocaine or whatever <laughs> I mean I feel like gear is assigned to loads of different drugs yeah um, yeah but he steroids. Um, steroids um but he basically just took the whole month of December to eat and drink what he wanted and my god his skin has gone fucking nuts and that's just kind of and it it, it happens it, when he doesn't watch kind of his water intake when he doesn't watch what what he's eating or what he's putting in his body his body reacts and it responds in varying degrees for everybody whether or not you notice it you know is is completely subjective but um you will notice as well that absolutely we don't want you to restrict the food you love because guess what's going to happen your diet's going to fail and you're going to end up back in square one we don't want that to happen but we with that with that acknowledgement of human behavior and you know actually achieving your goal and weirdly you know sometimes the kind of backwards thinking that it takes you also have to acknowledge that nutrition is hugely important to how you feel, how you perform, how you recover, how you sleep, your mental um, health. Is, I mean, it really is important. So I do want everybody to, I know that it's a really huge thing in the coaching space right now, calories, 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 and it has been for a while. And that's fair and that's true. But we do want you to start thinking about the kinds of food you're putting in your body and whether or not you're taking care of yourself. Yeah, and I think as much as like eating processed food or lots of chocolate and stuff might feel nice in the moment like like I was saying you will actually feel better generally long term if you're fueling your body with largely whole foods largely unprocessed foods um Gabby's just commented here 
what so you what so calories and whole foods can work together so the little <laughs> winky face because she started that whole <laughs> I love her uh, yeah yes good work the stirring the pot Gabby it's like oh no wait that's a whole food okay so then cat wait what the that whole point Emma your post is brilliant and I just wanted to add to it have you seen um Jamil Jamil is Jamil I have you seen her have you seen her posts of late on anti-diet messaging and no, I'm just I've not like seen, I've not seen recent ones but re, go look at her page and I'm just like stick to your thing okay and you know also you know you're talking about someone who has never needed to and doesn't need to and has no inclination to well didn't she used to have an eating disorder well, so she's yeah. seeing it through that lens of like and and I completely understand <laughs> that like if you've had a horrible experience with dieting I can completely understand how you would want others not to have that experience but it's very blinkered as to like okay, you unfortunately you had a really bad experience that doesn't mean that everybody does and like in the fitness unfiltered chat this morning I think it was Dan had shared something and and it was all about like these horrible side effects that can come with dieting like binge eating and eating disorders and over restriction and lack of energy and hypothalamic amenorrhea and all this stuff it's like those aren't side effects of, of dieting those aren't common side effects of dieting they are uncommon Extreme. things that can yeah like that can occur but if you're doing it properly won't occur and that we are like trained and programmed to um look out for and make sure don't occur in our clients so yeah I think to avoid dieting the fear of like hyperflamicamenorrhea or something like it's just a really unless you're in that position already like it's just a very strange approach to take or for fear of like developing binge eating like yeah okay be aware of these things be aware that these things might happen be aware of your own psychology and like talk to your coach about it but it's not like it's not an inevitable side effect of dieting yeah which is how it's portrayed a lot of the time yeah I completely agree and I I also I mean I don't know there's a whole should we answer some questions (laughs) yeah I was gonna say there's a whole school of thought on that anyway okay so all right we'll we'll maybe do a topic podcast on that um there's a couple here on the live should I go through them yeah okay Kelly do we all do the workouts that have been uploaded for weeks one and two can I do the home and gym workouts I'll answer first like I would prefer if you're going to the gym do the gym workouts if you're training at home do the home workouts if you can only go to the gym once a week fine go and do legs at the gym and do your home workouts or something like that but ideally like they're programmed as whole programs so like the gym workouts all fit together to make sure you're hitting all your body work but your body parts the home workouts fit together to make sure you're hitting all your body parts so ideally you would stick to one program yeah yeah nothing to add um how do we manage the workouts it says 22 slash one on some of the gym dates bit confused are they mine (laughs) I think I think it might say Jan twenty two. Yeah, just to just to remind me of when I programmed them. But there should be push pull likes for the gym. Um, if you're confused, let me know. But the best thing to do is just screenshot in the group, um, because then we can see what you're looking at. Um, uh, this is just other people answering. Okay, I think we're good to go. On the other questions. Oh, no, wait, we've got one here. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mandy. Hi, both. So looking forward to this round. I'm a grad that really did not get stuck into the last round. Oh, hold on. Um, for various family reasons. 
I'm back and her, every time someone else comments it moves the whole thing I'm back and as you say let Mandy talk <laughs> God, just give Mandy a chance and also me you know that I struggle with reading already okay I'm back and as you say don't be disappointed on lack of results that you didn't get from the lack of effort or oh, that's gold and that is ownership that's owning your actions love that approach okay that was me now I'm fully back I really want to get the most out of this round I have a left arm tracked tendon lifting weights aggravates this quite badly how do I still get results without lifting weights is legs fine yeah work around what you can do so if you can't do upper body at the moment because of this trapped tendon which I hope that you're seeing a physio for um then focus on lower body workouts for the time being and you can I mean it depends what results you're looking for like if you're looking for fat loss results you, we can absolutely work around that if you were looking for upper body hypertrophy results like that might be a little bit harder <laughs> no not impossible but yeah, <laughs> yeah I agree with Emma do and this applies to every single one of you whether it's a physical reason a personal reason whatever it is just focus on doing what you can do the all or nothing mentality is the reason why people don't get results even if for six months they're giving it their all it's by six months later they ain't got nothing to show for it you need to always focus on okay so I can't do that but can I hit my stats can I hit my calories can I do this like and if you do that and we you know Emma calls it imperfect action I call it big picture consistency if you continue to do that and do what you can because you're not going to be able to tick every box every day you know, you might not even be able to take every box at the end of every week. But if you continue to do everything you can, not only are you going to still get the results, you're going to be able to maintain the results for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I think you'll look back and instead of thinking of the injury as a reason <clears throat> not to do something or as a reason to overeat or as an excuse to kind of like let things slip, you'll be really proud that you stayed on track and really happy with the way that you approached that. Um, okay, Jane, are there alternative exercises if lunges, etc., are an issue? Yes, if you have, so there is an alternate exercise button on the app, which you can use, which will show you an exercise that works a similar muscle group. Or if it's like, I can't do any of the alternate exercises, just post in the group and we can give you an exercise that will work the same muscle group. Yeah, and, and tell us where you're working out because it goes without saying that if you are going to a gym and you can't lift free weights, you have a shit ton of other options. If you're at home, we might need to really taper your, your training. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people are looking for other options. Like I can't do lunges because it, like I have an injury in my leg and it's like, well, you probably can't do much. Like there might not be an alternative yeah. to the lower body exercise, but maybe you could do more core or something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Ella, thoughts on using something like Mindful Chef, Hello Fresh, or Gusto for meals in a week? You can track the calories, macros from them. Yeah, absolutely yeah. fine. Um, is it okay to do only home workouts? Yes, absolutely fine. Sue, uh, if I still go to my PT, am I best doing weights with him as rest of the workouts will be at home? Uh, yeah. I would, I would still do their programmed workout if you're going to the gym with your PT. I think if you're if you're training with a PT, what you would be really smart to do if you've already got our program workouts is you would be really smart to get them to really um, help you with form on big compound lifts, like squats, deadlifts, presses, rows, bench, all those big, big moves that require some skill. Um, really get them down, start to get stronger, start to progressively overload, and then kind of use our our workouts is like accessory sessions um, to really, you know, help progress your physique and, and your strength. Um, 
but yeah that's what I would really focus on with them and I'd let them know I'd say look these are the things I'm, I'm paying you for I'm using you for I want you to make me the best you know deadlifter in the world I mean it's not going to happen but try <laughs> reach for the sky <laughs> Do you know what, Sue? It's not going to happen. You're not going to be the best deadlifter in the world. Who is so the best, dead, best deadlifter? I mean, even the strongest deadlifter in the world won't be the best deadlifter in the world. We'll never know. We'll never Do know. You know who what? Create your own. <laughs> like, I'm the best deadlifter named Jeff Sue L, who lives in blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jeff Nippard, I think his training technique is second to none. There we go. There we go. There we go, Sue. There's your goal. Right, <laughs> Steph. Aiming for four gym sessions. So we'll do push, pull, legs. And then which one do I repeat? There, there is four gym sessions program. So you'll do push, pull, legs, full body. Um, Michelle. Michelle. Um, Michelle. <laughs> on meal plans, looking at four meals for female weight loss. But I find this hard with work. Does it matter when we eat our calories? No. So like yes and no, right? Technically, no. But in terms of human behavior, yes. And it comes back to like what we talked about with calories. Like calories are all that matters for fat loss. But how you break up those calories and what you eat is going to impact how easy it is for you to stick to your calories. So the only kind of red flag I have here is if you're like, oh, I can't eat during work. So what I do is I have like a really quick, I don't know, cereal bar on the way to work. And then I don't eat for eight hours. And then when I get home, I'm absolutely starving and I massively overeat. And that happens with like a lot of clients. So they feel like they're not eating. They feel massively restrictive. They're not restricted. They're not really fueling themselves well. And then they overeat in the evening. And that's like a horrible cycle to get into. So yeah, does it matter if you eat the four meals exactly when they are? No, but it might from like in terms of how you respond to that, if you're getting really, really hungry and then overeating. Yeah, I agree completely. There's there's two reasons why, I mean, I would always recommend that clients eat every three to four hours. One, when you're in a fat loss phase, you tend to be hungry. Even if you're not on 1200 calories and really, really lean, you, you're going to have days, especially as a female, you know, where your menstrual cycle does play with your hunger hormones. And you are going to have days where you feel hungry. So eating every three to four hours is not only a good physiological tool, but it's also a good psychological tool to be like, oh, it's fine. I just ate an hour ago and I'm going to eat again in an, you know, an hour and a half, whatever. Um, and also, yeah, behaviorally, uh, well, yeah, for the same reasons. And also, you know, muscle protein synthesis, like getting in your protein in those brackets is a really nice kind of way to keep it spiking throughout the day um, and then allowing it to return back down again. And I just think, that for me is really great. And, and if, as Emma said, if you're the kind of person, you know, I know that especially in my one-to-ones, I have so many nurses, paramedics, NHS workers who are ran off their feet all day long. And this always happens to them. They don't eat all day. Then they're ravenous and someone comes in with, you know, 20 Krispy Kreme donuts or they go past the five guys on the way home and they're like, oh, why is this so hard? And it's like, because you're not preparing. And I totally understand, like, you'll run off your feet and you're exhausted, but just one day a week doing a big batch cooked chili or a big stew or a big, you know, high protein, like, I don't know, shredded chicken soup, whatever, or big tray bake. You're going to get four or five meals out of this, which you can just shove in Tupperware, all those little, you know, recyclable cardboard boxes, take into work and just keep with you. And, you know, most places have, you know, a microwave. If you don't want to eat it cold, you can warm it up. Um, it's, and, and it's really, it's, and you'll be ha again, kind of full circle back to what we were saying before, you'll feel more energetic, you'll feel like more satiated, you'll feel like you can concentrate better, you'll, it, it will feel better to keep feeding your body um, throughout the course of the day. 
yeah agreed and and especially the point on like you will be better at work yeah and I don't know what job you do and like obviously some people have more flexibility than others but a lot of the times I just don't have time because I'm so busy doing stuff I'm like if you take half an hour out to have your lunch you'll be more productive after in fact there's even research to show that so (laughs) like take the time out to make yourself more productive okay we have uh 50 comments so I'm just going to keep firing through these, right? Yeah. Um, how should we work in addition to work to the workouts we might do, aka running and etc.? Well, okay. So for example, if you wanted to run, we just want you to do three of our workouts per week, whether it's at the gym or at home. And then on separate days, you know, three or four days a week, you could go for your run. I mean, I, I like to say to clients to break it up what, every other day, workout, a run, a workout, a run, because they're different adaptations. You're not going to struggle too much with recovery um, with having like one full rest day somewhere in, in the middle of that work, workout week. Um, good morning from a very early morning in Texas. Cool. Uh, can't wait to get stuck into this group been following you gals for months and listen to all your podcasts oh welcome Claire we are very excited to have you Helen's saying I only have one gym workout do we do the same gym workout every time we go to gym no you will have four programs so either you're looking in the wrong place in the app or something's happened with your sign up and so you've not been allocated the gym workouts either way screenshot in the group and we can either show you where to look or I can go and have a look back end and see what's going wrong um Beth if I'm doing gym workouts how do I do it in order as shown full body push pull legs it doesn't massively matter the order that you do them in ideally you would break them up so you might do like I would probably do legs and then pull and then a rest day and then push and then full body and then a rest day that kind of thing but really as long as you get them done doesn't doesn't really matter uh, Sarah's just saying she's feeling slightly overwhelmed totally normal I mean we discussed this at the start but it's completely normal to feel overwhelmed at the start but we are here to support you and <coughs> don't let that yeah don't let that put you off we're all here we're all backing you I think everyone does feel that a little bit like that when they first start something new and as adults we're probably not used to that so yeah anything to add? and if yeah I think if you feel really like holy crap just tag us We'll, we'll simplify it in one reply, promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it's a lot of the time, like some of this is, you know, it feels like a lot. Okay, so what is the biggest bang for your buck? Can we focus on just making sure for the first week that you're tracking calories? That could be the first thing. We don't worry about anything else. And then we add something else in the next week. And then we add the workouts in. And then we make sure that you're confident doing those. Like it doesn't all have to be in one go. And the whole point is this is like, this is the last time that you'll need to do this. Like this is the last diet we want you to ever do. So it's not a race. You don't need to rush. You don't need to have it all perfect on day one. You don't need to, like Monday doesn't need to be the exact perfect day. You can take your time to get into this. And a lot of the grads will say as well, like their whole first round, they were figuring it out. Like they were learning, like there's a lot to learn and there's a lot to learn how to implement that into your life. Yeah. Yeah, so don't aim for perfection from day one and we are here to help you. So don't feel like you're alone. Yeah, one thing at a time. Okay, um, I'm already doing boxing twice a week and some running. Should I add the home workouts slash gym workouts on top of that? Is it too much? Um, it, you know, it really depends what your goals are. Why are you doing 
you know, boxing's fantastic, running's fantastic, but why are you doing these things and what is your goal? If you turn around, you're like, I want to have like banging physique with amazing body composition, you know, which is muscle mass and 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 kind of well, an increased muscle mass and reduced body fat, re in the specific context of body composition, we're probably going to tell you to prioritize our workouts. If you're going to say, no, 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 like I want to get really fit. And I love like performance goals. I want to be, I want to get X with my boxing training and then I'm going to run a marathon. Then we'll probably say, okay, those can take priority. Depends what your goals are. And that's how we structure your workout week. Yeah. And I think when people are asking like, is this too much? Are you recovering from it? Do you have time to do an extra workout? Those are sort of the considerations. It's not like X amount is inherently too much or too little. Yeah um okay question for chloe please on the home workouts with weights on the note saying 10 to 15 reps three to four sets for each exercise what's a good starting point um yeah trying to figure out which weight to start with uh so on the uh, i don't know why it says 10 to 15 um i'll check that after so uh if you're if you're new to training i i do think i talk about this in the details tab grads you're not new to training obviously so you're doing like four sets if you're newer you can start on three you'll see you'll still have fantastic results you know with on that kind of lower end of of hypertrophic sets and reps ranges and then i just want you to hit failure again i do talk about this in the details tab so make sure you read it in the sets and reps range i set you we talk about this all the time you are going to have successful hypertrophy in a five to twenty rep range um, but the reason why specifically I try and kind of keep you in my specific range is because ain't nobody want to be squatting, deadlifting, thrusting for 20 reps of pop for three sets. Like, no. Um, so that's why. And I also, I think my sets and reps range is more encouraging of you increasing the weight and getting stronger, which again, is hard to do at home. But at some point, and this happens in every round, a lot of you might end up joining a gym and then it is important. Um, so yeah, why are you smiling? <laughs> I'm smiling because every time we answer a question, there's like 10 more, like there's 59 new comments. It's fine. It's fine. Let's just do it's it. It's fine. We'll get through them. Um, Annabelle, I'm going to ask you to put this in the groups. I think it's a better question for the group. It's suggestions for getting steps in when you work all day at desk and it's dark and there's loads of stuff, but actually linking things is going to be easier. And some of the grads have really good suggestions for this. So I'm going to leave that, put it in the group. I, but You'll I just said loads. about... Just quickly, if you're working out at the gym, just um, tailing your workouts, your 10 to 20 minutes incline treadmill will help get them up and, and, and see where you end up. Let us know. We'll help you. Um, hi, ladies. Do I do your workouts in addition to my own cardio workouts? Yes. I would do resistance training workouts if you're still, even if you're still doing cardio workouts. If anyone, and we've said this in the welcome, but if anyone is doing excessive amounts of like a lot of cardio let us know because we'll need to increase your calories to make sure you're not in too big of a deficit Mm, and talk to you about hunger signals and energy needs agreed um there's just some people replying to other people i want to keep swimming in three times a week as well as gym-based training three times a week will this be okay yes absolutely that sounds awesome and I guess that kind of links back to steps as well like if you're swimming or you're doing some other form of cardio that's also energy expenditure so you don't need to stress so much about steps like one alternative to going and getting your steps in in the dark is going for a swim if you like swimming 
it won't be directly trans translatable as in x amount of swimming is x amount of steps but it's still um, energy expenditure okay question re returning to training after covid this is round two for me had a great round one and trained up until the 22nd of december and then covid hit so i haven't trained since i'm mostly okay now but very tired um so it's going to be at least another week before i get back into the gym when i get back after a three or three plus week break should i ease back in or pick up where i left off definitely ease back in yeah, anyone who's in that position as well, like technically you should be 10 days symptom free yeah. and ease yourself back in. And if you're struggling with fatigue, please keep track of your fatigue. Yeah. Like that's one thing that I think is huge is like keeping a bit of a diary of when you feel most tired and whether exercise is making that worse or whether it's making it better. And maybe if we've gone in a little bit too quickly, too soon, because it's very easy to get carried away. And a lot of the time you don't feel tired in the moment at the gym, but then it's like the day after or the couple of days after you're just absolutely whacked. So ease yourself back in. Yeah, I agree. I would say start at, you know, go from three sets down to one set per exercise, you know, start at 50% of what you would normally be lifting, read the intensity. And I would say, give, as Emma said, one to two days between planned sessions so you can actually monitor how your body's reacting because you might feel fine that night or that the next morning but it can come back and hit you and you do not want long covid because you just couldn't wait to get back in the gym fuck that yeah you're gonna regret that okay mm -hmm. kimberly hi i remember the daily tracker from previous rounds is it anywhere i can't seem to find it it's in the files on the members site you can download it um does doing strength training help in losing weight or does building muscle help in losing weight i.e increase metabolism does doing strength training oh, okay so they're essentially the same thing for the vast majority of people like there are differences between hypertrophy training and strength training i.e training that's aimed at building muscle and training that's aimed at building strength but our program will help you build strength and build muscle at the same time and it's only really at the extreme ends that the programming would change for those goals um does it increase metabolism slightly as in yeah if you can maintain a bit more muscle while you diet or build muscle while you diet it might it will slightly increase metabolism the magnitude of, of that effect is unfortunately quite small um did you see actually it's in maths this week uh it's like a re-review of the biggest loser study and you know how most people use metabolic adaptation as basically a reason not to diet they're like well my metabolism will adapt and then yeah. i'll be burning less calories and then there's no point even dieting yeah well they showed that the people who lost and maintained the most weight had the biggest metabolic adaptation unsurprisingly because yeah. they've actually maintained being a smaller person yeah and did the most amount of exercise but like the key finding there is like the most metabolic adaptation and lost and maintained the most amount of weight yeah so like, yeah, it does occur. It, it, it is like significant on a like scientific level, but they were also the people that lost and maintained the most amount of weight, which is the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah, it should be. It, it's it, one plus one equals two. It's, a, it's an inevitable conclusion. It's an inevitable equation. Yeah, I did see that. There's also, I think that they recycled that one because I read that a while ago. And I it's just it. a re- um, analysis of it i think yeah so yeah, and yeah. i saw it with my stronger by science you know but yeah no it's um yeah 
I, but we don't have youth strength training, uh, which, you know, I personally would classify strength as a performance role or, or lifting weights for physique, which would be more hypertrophy training. We don't have you doing that to lose weight. If anything, you'll gain weight because the, A, you know, the immediate inflammation from training doesn't happen for everyone. But for some people, I tend to find my weight will spike after a big fuck off leg day, just for a day. It's just inflammation. It's just water retention. Um, and then in, in, in the long term, we're trying to add mass to your body. So the idea that you'd be losing weight might be a reflection of something else you're doing, like putting yourself in a calorie deficit or increasing your expenditure overall. Um, but that's not the goal of lifting whatsoever. You know, that it's, it's to do with getting fit, strong, healthy, changing your body composition. A lot of women, to be specific, say they want to look toned. It's to help with that, to, to look a certain way, as in your physique, as in your body composition. Um, it's got, in, in terms of Emma and my programming, sweet fuck all to do with fat loss. And actually, we don't give a crap about weight loss. So something for everyone yeah. to think about. Yeah. Okay. Um, B, I think, is just asking about getting some individual advice. So just whatever you want to ask us, just tag us on a post or ask here. <clears throat> where is the goal setting document i can't find it sorry it's all linked in the pinned announcement on the member site um hi you two lovely to be here after listening to you for a few months on the podcast welcome fiona i had covid over christmas and my cardio is fine but i'm struggling with strength workouts in the gym i've been three times since covid should i soldier on or give it a break thank you I think I would you know, give it a break probably for a few days and then go in and do less than what you normally do and just ease yourself back in, like lower the weight, lower the sets and just start start at a, a lower level than what you were doing before if it's wiping you out. Yeah, same answer as before. Okay, Kelly, what should my protein, carb and fat split be? Please watch the welcome video because this will tell you everything like everything that you need to know right we don't care about the carbon fat split really uh we care about your protein intake we care about minimal fat intake and the rest is really up to you like you could have more carbs you could have more fat you could have more protein it's totally up to you as long as you're staying within your average calories mm. kirsty morning girls if taking measurements is it best to take from all over rather than just from waist generally carry my weight around my hips thighs and have a small waist yes yeah typically what i'll get like for example my one-to-one -one clients to do is week one take waist um thigh hip and then just sit tight and hold on to it until we ask for it and that will be if you feel like you've plateaued we'll be like retake your measurements it's a lot to wake up every week or well, every day every week and take all your measurements it's like so well, definitely not every day okay. it's like well when we need them we'll ask for them and you can do yeah. them I'd no problem I think when it comes to progress photos and measurements, definitely not more frequently than every two weeks, but I would probably say every month. Yeah, and I would say wait, wait till we ask. You might not need to, we might not need, need that. As long as you do it week one, that's the main thing. And then, you know, if we say in week four and you're like, oh, we don't, I don't feel like anything's da, 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 we might then we'll be like, okay, tomorrow, wake up, do X, come back, let's look at your data. Mm -hmm. Okay, starting from zero exercise, not really done anything for three years. So feeling overwhelmed at how I will fit everything in. 
again like we've been over this but don't feel like you need to start with everything perfect like and also if you're starting from nothing doing anything next week is a step forward like don't think that you suddenly need to go from zero to 100 like go from zero to one if you get one workout in next week and you haven't exercised for three years that's freaking massive yeah um yeah yeah Okay, if I do the home workouts, will I get the same results as doing the gym workouts? Find the gym a bit overwhelming, so I would prefer to do the home workouts, thanks. In a word, no, you probably won't. Like, you can get great results at home, but you'll get better results in the gym. And I know that the gym can be overwhelming, especially in January, but the only way that things become less overwhelming is to action them and to do them. And I promise you, once you've been into the gym for five times or something like you will feel so much more comfortable there so much more confident there and I would push yourself a little bit push yourself outside your comfort zone a little bit I would say the caveat to that is if you can afford to get a good weight selection at home as in like a full range of dumbbells which is expensive but then you're saving on a gym membership over x amount of years so and I would say if you can do that yeah you and some resistance bands as well because that's back is a bitch to train from home um you can get some really fucking fantastic physique results but yeah ultimately you're gonna have a lot more options in a gym yeah Gemma's saying she's considering getting a peloton would it be a waste in conjunction with this no absolutely wouldn't be a waste but it's a very expensive consideration i would say aren't they really expensive yeah i mean it's like, uh, yeah, every now and again, it's just I have people who are like really fight me on doing really certain types of workouts. They tend to be like home workouts that certain professionals in our field do and and Peloton. And it's always these two specific things. And I'm like, and I'm so happy for you to do any and every form of exercise you want to do, but not when you're telling me that you want to look like a bikini athlete. Like <laughs> it's not going to happen. So it depends if you want to get like, fit and you know cardiovascularly fit and and active and you love to but you love a stationary bike and you love your spin and you're like fucking peloton that looks like a bit of me go for it there's nothing bad about it but are you doing it because you want to get quote unquote in shape in which case there's no need yeah agreed okay sally ann i have covid we are sending love which is making this coming coming week feel impossible. I have no appetite, nor access to the kitchen anyway. My partner is running after me as I'm isolating, plus no energy, quite unwell right now. Having watched the YouTube, I should add that I'm not looking to make excuses. I just want solutions. <laughs> I love your approach already. Do you know what? You're just going to have to accept that while you've got COVID, you need to just focus on getting better. And then there is plenty time to get everything sorted after you've got COVID like there's plenty of time to reach your goals after that but right now the best thing you can do to work towards your goals is to get yourself better yeah this if you can't if you can't do something because your body is not there that's it accept it you just let that acceptance wash over you and you ride it out and that applies to anything and everything yeah and Helen's just said similar I have COVID just now still feel terrible do I wait to start the workouts yes absolutely if you have COVID do not start the workouts yeah uh April is there any way to link NutriTrack NutriTrack instead of MyFitnessPal as the calorie tracker um you don't need to link it to MyPC Hub it doesn't matter as long as you're tracking calories if you want to use NutriTrack 
totally fine. It doesn't need to be linked. Um, and you should be turning off, just a reminder to everyone, turn off the calorie expenditure on your Apple Watch or your Garmin or your Fitbit or anything that like we don't we don't want to take that into account. It's not accurate. I literally had a message this morning from someone who has for the last six weeks been religiously sticking to what her Apple Watch says that she should be doing because she's expending 2,500 calories. So she's eating 2,000. She's really upset that she's not lost weight. Like it, it's annoying when you feel like you're doing everything right and you're not getting results because they aren't accurate. So turn them off. Yeah. Rachel. Hi, apologies if this has been asked already. I was having issues joining. Home weights workout lower body is five exercises only, two of which are cardio. Not sure if I have found the correct workouts. Thanks. No, it ends with a with a cardio finisher of 10 minutes if you want it. It's and again, read the details tab. It's there. Um, yep, there's four exercises. They hit every part of your lower body and you're doing it in a giant set. Um, repeated for several steps so that's why trust me you don't need to be doing more than what Emma and I program agreed there's also a lot of questions here about just like where are certain things it's all on the website so I'm not going to keep answering those they are all there if anyone's struggling just post in the group and I will just post the link but the link is pinned to the top of the group um yeah uh What is considered a good dumbbell range? I have 7.5 and 10 kilograms, but also an Olympic bar plus weights. Is that enough or would you suggest more dumbbells? When I speak, when I say specifically a good dumbbell range, I mean from like fours to thirties. I mean like a full range. And because that's really going to target, well, it's gonna, you're going to be able to do failure on your lower body um, and your upper body. And some, again, some nice, nice resistance bands. Really for beginners, maybe you can cap it at like a four to 20 range. But the stronger you are, the more you need to go. I mean, I would need fours to forties. So yeah, like yeah. Um, however, however, that being said, if you've got an Olympic bar and weight plates, fucking a, you can use. I mean, sevens is quite heavy for like things like shoulders, but you know, whatever. If you're if that's what you're used to lifting, that's fine. Um, but like, if you've got a nice Olympic bar and some weight plates, you can certainly nail your lower body certain big compound movements on the upper, like a military press and a bent over row, you could absolutely do with a bar and or weight plates, if, depending on how strong you are. I would say you might need to go a little bit lighter to hit shoulders in a, in a nice volume. Agreed. What weight do you lift and what volume do you do for your shoulders, Em? What, for lateral raises? Yeah. Like eights sometimes. Yeah, but I, I have done uh, that's been like my max for about five years <laughs> oh yeah no no I'm on sixes and I'm doing like high volume and I just I look at the eights every time I'm like nah you're all right <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. leave you there <laughs> do you know what though I think it yeah I think you can get I mean I could use sixes and get like just as good a muscle stimulation as I could with eights like it's weird like just I guess it's just a few more reps but yeah you get a few more yeah. reps that's it but yeah I don't you know I would yeah I've already given a long answer. I won't add to it. <laughs> okay, so we've reached the end of the live questions. Okay, let's move on to, let me just have a sip of squash. <laughs> I put too much creatine in my squash today and I'm like... Fucking massive. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be huge. <laughs> Watch this face. Uh, that was a joke, everyone. You're not going to be huge. <laughs> 
Tuesday creatine. Um, right, okay. And let's go. Okay, here we go. Uh, I feel like we've had, we've amassed more since we've been live. Okay, Victoria Peterson. I'm very lower body heavy. I have a small waist and I know that you can't target fat loss, but any tips, re-exercise or diet to try and slim my legs and bum down? I lift quite heavy on leg day. Am I making a rod for my own back doing this? Yeah, so Victoria, you got the body type that we would call quote unquote pear-shaped. And we talk about this a lot and a lot of women are. In fact, the majority of women do hold the majority of their body fat on their lower bodies. So you're not alone. Um, uh, and, you know, I'm actually quite jealous because I spent a long time trying to grow my upper body and trying to get my abs to show and you're already there. Um, yeah, look, you can't target fat loss. You're going to lose fat, um, you know, from all over your body as you continue to lose body fat and your more stubborn areas are going to be the last to go because genetically that's where your body wants to hold your body fat. So keep that in mind. Um, are you going to find that your legs, your lower body is potentially increasing in size if you're not in a calorie deficit, if you continue to weight train and add muscle mass yes of course you are because you're adding mass over time this isn't going to happen overnight okay so this is this might happen over time so what we want to do is maybe um keep your volume on your lower body slightly lower so maybe just doing like a session a week would be good make sure that your deficit is really starting to take shape um and try and try and get you quite you know well it really depends on your goal as always but if it's if it's physique get you a nice balanced uh, physique and maybe do that upper body a couple times a week to try and grow that out um emma thoughts agree nothing to add okay oh my god i don't think it's gonna let me remove now we do i don't think you can remove questions now you've answered them oh my god we're gonna get lost in a sea of questions oh god okay i'm sure you can we'll figure it out after keeps doing us in the eye um okay Ollie, hey M and Chloe. Sorry, can we have Chloe? If you're gonna call M M, can you call Chloe Chloe? <laughs> we just prefer Clemma, okay? Yeah, or just combine the two. Hey Clemma, it's good to be back. I hope you both have a wonder had a wonderful Christmas and New Year. I found myself becoming a little bit obsessive with muscle protein synthesis. I will leave it to Chloe to pronounce this. What is that? Because I can't say synthesis. <laughs> synthesis. Synthesis. It is quite a hard word to say fast. Muscle protein synthesis. Yeah. It is not. It's not like red lorry, yellow lorry, which I just nailed. Thank you. Um, and I only eat every three to four hours. And I'm making sure that I'm getting at least 30 grams of protein at a, a time. How much of a difference does it make spiking muscle protein synthesis this way every day as opposed to just eating when I'm hungry, but still consuming the same amount of protein over the course of the day? Thank you. Um, it makes, it, well, depends. If you're just eating when you're hungry at regular intervals throughout the day and accidentally hitting 20, 30, 40 grams of protein a pop, it'll make no difference at all. If you're just eating once or twice a day, um, but getting, I don't know, 60 grams of protein in that once or twice a day, it is less optimal than what you're doing right now. And also you're getting in more protein than your body needs to 
spike it. Um, so really the answer is it depends. What would your eating when you're hungry look like? I think it depends on that. And it, it also probably doesn't make that much difference in terms of like the muscle mass that you would build. Like I've heard this discussed numerous times, but you, you see like very muscly people who do intermittent fasting is certainly not optimal and like you could argue this so like in theory is it best to do what you're doing like eat every three hours because then you've got the peak in the trough of muscle protein synthesis then it could be re-spikes again yeah and that can seem like really excessive and over like overthinking the process but actually if you take a step back and you're just like do you know what I'm gonna eat what most people eat which is breakfast lunch dinner and add a snack in there you've basically done that anyway and I'm gonna make sure each of those meals has at least 20 grams of protein like just depending on the way that you word it it comes across as like very anal and over analytical or just simply having breakfast lunch and dinner making sure you get in enough protein yeah exactly I just realized why I can't remove the comments you're not are you not uh have I not made you a bitch you haven't made me an admin yet (laughs) right okay fine my hair today okay Roxanne um, can you? Roxanne. Yeah. You don't have to. Oh, your baby is so cute. Um, okay. Can you replace dinner with a protein shake and some fruit? I know a lot of people do this for breakfast, but I tend to struggle with dinner due to reduced time, not knowing what to have, ordering in, eating cereal or toast or crap. I feel like knowing what I'm having every day that's easy and quick will actually really help me. My goal is fat loss. Yes, absolutely. You know, fruit, super healthy, nice load of fiber, protein, obviously fantastic. Um, you know, whatever time of the day. Um, I'm more than happy with that. You don't have to eat anything that you don't want to eat. And if you're if you're gonna have, if you don't care, but you're just trying to get some food in, you know, cereal, toast, whatever, definitely go for the healthier option. Well, not healthier, but more kind of goal goal friendly option. M. Yeah, I agree. I think that will work for some people that won't for others. Like a lot of people like, if you're anything like me, I don't really mind not eating like exciting foods during the day, but I like looking forward to a really nice dinner. And if I was having a protein shake at the end of the day, I'd find that really like restrictive. But again, everyone is completely different. If you're like, yeah, do you know what? I don't care. I enjoy my breakfast and lunch and I just want to have a shake for dinner. Sure. I'm like that in the middle of the day. Like my breakfast always has to be, my breakfast tends to be the biggest meal of the day. In the middle of the day, I really just don't care. By dinner, I'm like, Emma, I'm like, what were you eating? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Tamina, lovely name. How would you adapt the plan for breastfeeding? Great question. Baby is six months and now on some solids. Milk supply is well established. So I feel confident in cutting calories. So I'm not sure how much is too much. Um, Jules is put under it. I second this. I want to know how to adjust. Okay, so you're both a bit different. Um, so Tamina, it, it depends how, I mean, you say that the baby's now on solids as well. So it would be good to know like how many times a day are you actually breastfeeding versus how many times a day you were breastfeeding. Um, I would say maybe start at mm, 
I would say 18 to 1900 would be a really nice start place for you. And then watch what your, your data is doing. Watch what starts to happen. Um, watch your milk simultaneously. If the milk's fine and your body's not doing anything, let's drop it a couple hundred calories. Um, if the milk's not great and your body is doing something, we can probably increase it. So start 18, 1900 calories and keep, what, keep an eye on both milk, body and let us know. Now, Julesy underneath it, you're with a four week old. So you know, I'm guessing that you are breastfeeding around the clock. So I'd probably start you on maybe 2000, 2100. And again, watch what your body and your milk do. And we'll adjust from there. But you guys are both going to have to be checking in with us and letting us know because we don't want to, we don't want to get that wrong. Emma? Yeah, I agree. And remember that we're always like overcautious with this. There's actually not really any research that shows that dieting would affect your milk quality or quantity, but it's more just like a, that would make sense. Like if you weren't getting in enough energy, that those things would be affected. But there doesn't seem to be much research to back that up. It's just more of like a common sense thing that we want to make sure that really your priority at the moment is making sure that you're breastfeeding in an optimal way. And if you want to lose body fat as well, great, we can do that, but we don't want you in as big a deficit just to kind of err on the side of caution. I have had friends, so anecdotally, I have had friends, mm. you know, give birth and decide that, you know, a week later, that was it, they were going to get back on it, drop their calories to, you know, 1,200, 1,500 calories and find that their milk started, that the frequency of it started to really suffer. So definitely something just to monitor um yeah and also like everything your body is your body how you respond is going to be different to how someone else responds so um okay emma do we have anything on the live before i keep going um i think they're kind of answering their own questions it's just like yeah not ones that we need to answer okay joe kitson is back um Hello, gorgeous girls. How does it feel to be back? It feels fab. Thanks, Joe. My first two rounds went brilliantly. I'm on 1600 calories, but then I seem to get into a pattern of overeating every few weeks or so. So I upped my calories to 1800. But then the overeating pattern didn't really change. I've done a fair amount of work looking at my overeating. Sometimes it's emotional, sometimes it's boredom. And I found some strategies to help me with this. I've also been working on eating more mindfully and making changes in my life, journaling, journaling seeing friends more often. I've taken up playing piano. That's nice. What calories would you recommend that I start with this round? I want to lose body fat. I've currently, so she, sorry, she was 58 kg, but she's gone back up to 62 kg um, and visibly less lean than I was. I'm managing 12,000 steps a day and three to four workouts. Car ever so, Joe. So Joe, you kind of call it yourself. I don't think it was about the calories you were on that were making you overeat. And I know that's another really popular thing sweeping Instagram, like, well, you couldn't stick to your 1500 calories. It was too low for you. And it's like, well, yes and no. You know, you know yourself that you struggle with emotional eating and eating out of boredom. And, you know, when you, you know, when you are being kind of conscious and food focused about what you're eating for a certain amount of time and and then you you emotionally eat or you you boredom eat, you are going to have kind of those episodes on route. The important thing is, is that you you notice them, you you monitor them and you, you start to work on them, which you say you are. And that's fantastic. Well done. Um, I would probably start you on a 17 to 1800 calories bracket and I would continue to work on your relationship with food. 
be very careful not to over restrict that you keep room in your day-to-day diet for the things that you like and enjoy and yeah keep working on the emotional eating and the boredom eating um and you know if we need to drop your calories lower and you you in tandem you work on these these habits and these patterns um i don't think you're going to run into trouble uh personally emma what do you, what's your take on that yeah, I agree. I think it's very easy to assume that you're overeating purely because the calories are too low. And we know that there's numerous reasons that people overeat that have nothing to do with the amount of calories and that people overeat at maintenance and in a surplus as well. It does sound like you probably were still in a deficit when you were trying to bring calories up. And if the overeating persists, like my honestly, my first approach would probably be to bring your calories up to at least maintenance and just make sure that you've got a handle on overeating. Because even if it is driven emotionally, being in a deficit right now is probably not going to help. And it's going to be really hard to stick to a deficit if you have bouts of overeating. So the first thing that we need to look at is reducing the overeating. And if we do that, then the deficit's going to be pretty easy. But if we don't, then it could be quite a hard thing to do but it sounds like you're already doing all the right things and a lot of people think that this will be like a quick fix like oh I start journaling and then I don't emotionally eat anymore like it's the process which you're doing which is great and hopefully these things are improving and if we need to like refer out to find like some kind of other help then we will absolutely do that but I think you're doing all the right things and just realize that it's probably not the case that you will suddenly just stop emotionally eating and never emotionally eat again, but that this will become less frequent and that you'll feel more in control of it and that you'll notice it and that you'll be able to respond instead of react to those kind of things. Yeah. And also just remembering that it's really normal and really common and that, yeah, you can, with, with some work, you can definitely get a handle on it. I, I agree with Emma's point, you know, it might be that, that by, adding in some real food focus at this time is not going to be help helping it even if the two aren't necessarily 100% related they might end up being related it just adds another layer of pressure doesn't it that maybe at the moment isn't isn't going to help yeah and then I think as well if that's the main thing that needs being focused on at the moment let's switch the goal to being healthy, being fit, working on your relationship with food. You're going to get way more out of that in the next eight weeks than you are dieting on 1800 calories. Like fit, active, healthy, you know, you've got your steps, get your weekly training in, working on your relationship with food. You obviously, you've been here before with Joe. You know, you know what we want you to do and why. You know, what can you do and where needs some work? And just do that instead. It's way more beneficial. And sometimes when you take that pressure off, you're like, hmm now that I'm focusing on that I am actually eating around 1800 calories yeah kind of habitually without putting all this pressure on myself yeah so yeah I would consider that as well um Alison has a question here I go to CrossFit five times a week would this be enough or do I still do your workouts on top I would just stick to the CrossFit that sounds like a lot of CrossFit um Nicola hi ladies I know from previous EC data from last year that 1600 is too low for me and I see good loss at 1800. I don't have a lot to lose. Can I start on 1800, please? Yes, absolutely. Um, do we submit weekly check-ins? No, you don't need to submit weekly check-ins. You will be emailed weekly self-assessments. And then if you have any questions, you can just tag us at any point um, in the group and we will respond. 
Um, how much of a deficit should I have? I'm over 70 kilograms. So I believe I should be on 1800 calories a day, but how much of a deficit? That is your deficit. So 1800 calories will be a deficit for you. So you stick to the 1800 calories. If fat loss is your goal, as then that's where you start. As long as you're sticking to our um, expenditure minimums, like, you know, steps per week, workouts per week, less important, but still. Um, hi, in the food Bible, it says 200 grams of 5% mints. Is this cooked or uncooked? Um, everything in the food Bible is uh, a cooked weight, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but remember, guys, we want you tracking. Those are just, it's just examples of portion, like what a quote unquote normal food portion would look like for said goals. So you'll see that like, well, yeah. <laughs> Just start tracking. It's all there as an example. It's all there at face value for you to look at and be like, oh, I see. These are what proteins are. Oh, this is what is an amount that will, you know, satiate me. And it's kind of, like I say, a normal portion size as opposed to, you know, starving yourself or, or gorging, which I don't think anyone's doing on mincemeat anyway. Although <laughs> I do love mincemeat. Um, and, then, you know, we, we talk, I talk ad nauseum in that document about how much I want you tracking and how important it is for your food education, for your food freedom, for your understanding and relationship with food. Um, you know, these are examples for beginners. That's why it's called Intro to Nutrition. So if you want to start by using the Food Bible and the example kind of structured meal plans of how to make up your food in the course of the day, that's absolutely fine. But we also want you to start tracking alongside it and it will open your eyes as to how much more freedom you can have in your diet. Agreed. Right. Bethany, my biggest issue with overeating food is eating more when I feel tired slash sleepy and need something to wake me up or give me a boost. Really trying to work on sleep. But any other tips? I mean, that is the, the number one tip is like if you want to get to the root cause of this, then it's definitely working on sleep. My other tip would be we tend to make poorer decisions when we're tired, when we're sleepy, when we've got like decision fatigue essentially because it's normally the end of the day and that tends to be when we go off piste on our diet a little bit so I would make those decisions beforehand if you know you're going to come home tired exhausted emotionally physically like a bit drained from a long shift then make sure that you already have something there ready to go so like make yourself a really nice dinner so that you're not you know stopping at Tesco on the way home and just buying whatever you fancy in the moment because you you can't be bothered to cook at that point so I would just try and um try and plan ahead is probably the best tip yeah nothing to add um I have knee surgery on the 11th 11th of January what should I be focusing on post recovery keeping my calories at 1600 I will be on crutches um I will take it week by week and keep you updated on movement and mobility yeah for now, that's perfect. But obviously, keep us updated and we can make any amendments as required. Sue, any tips for eating out? I travel a lot, so probably eat out twice a week normally. I know this is where I need to change my mindset, as always have three courses and generally what I want. Okay, well, what is... <laughs> It depends what the goal is. So if the goal is fat loss, for example, you can't eat what you want. You can probably have three courses, to be honest, but then you have to be really smart about your food choices. So first of all, I would say with tracking comes, like I say, a crash course in nutrition 
portion sizes food education. Um, so the more that you track, the more skillful you're going to get at what we call eyeballing food um, or like guesstimating your plate, knowing what you're looking at, knowing what to order. Um, you know, Emma and I don't love, um, well, I'll just look, this is my advice and we don't love it. I'm sure Emma inside will do a mini cringe. We don't love it because we don't want to encourage food restriction, but let's just call a spade a spade. If you have a fat loss goal, you know, the main things that we want you to get in at your mealtimes, your protein and your veg for, for basic health and physique and satiety reasons. These are things which are not only healthy for your body, you know, park physique, but both protein and veg, you know, your micronutrients, your fiber, really important for overall health and quality of life. Okay. Uh, then we're talking about the factor in a fat loss phase. These are things which are going to be the most filling on the menu. I know there's this weird thing of like, oh, a salad, I never feel full. Bullshit. If you get a massive bowl of salad filled with different types of vegetables, you're going to be stuffed versus a small bowl of pasta, 100%. It's a, it's a myth. It's a, it's a weird thing that, I, I don't know, I suppose the anti-diet community of the 90s came up with. It's just not true. Um, you're going to be more full. And then we talk about physique, like actual physique, these are your best options, okay? Now, but in saying that, what we've done is we've now blacklisted everything else on the menu, which Emma and I don't want to do because it's not a healthy approach to food. It's not even a healthy approach to dieting with a fat loss goal. So what you really need to do is, you know, if you're, if you're out and about and you're not quite sure yet, you're not quite there with understanding the last point I made about food freedom and what you can and can't order and being able to eyeball food, being able to guesstimate what's what, you are just going to have to play it safe. Go for the protein and veg option. You know, that way you can likely have three courses and you can you can have a dessert because you've been really smart with your let's say prawn cocktail starter and your fillet steak and veg main and now you can have a nice dessert and that's just behavioral kind of advice but is it going to be a lot easier for you if you get to grips with tracking and learn how to eyeball your food and are you going to have more food freedom yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah i i don't disagree with that i think normally the approach I would take like if you're a client who eats out once every two weeks yeah go and eat what you want go and enjoy what you want off the menu and like once every two weeks is going to make no difference if you say you're eating out twice a week and you're having three courses like you're going to have to make better choices or like smarter choices and not always what you most want from that menu and yeah maybe once or twice a month you do allow yourself whatever you want from that menu but it, I mean it still all counts right every every action has a reaction every choice you make has a consequence so you just have to own that consequence if you want to have three courses it's going to cost you a lot in terms of calories if you want to make sure that you're still in a negative energy balance at the end of the week and you're still losing body fat then you're going to have to account for that in other places what might be a better option is for the vast majority of the time if you're eating out that frequently to choose something that is like the lean meat and veg and sauce on the side kind of thing, as opposed to whatever you really, really fancy that's higher in calories. Yeah. And it's, it's so tricky. Like it's so, because Emma and I really, you know, we, we don't disagree with a lot of the messaging of the anti-diet movement of like, it doesn't work restricting yourself to reach a physique goal for, you know, sometimes it doesn't even work for the best part of two weeks, let alone two months, let alone two years. And you do some serious damage in the process. We agree with this. <clears throat> We've seen it. We're on the front line year after year. We, we see it with our own two eyes. We're not stupid. So we really want to come away from restriction. But it doesn't take away from the fact that 
both having a balanced approach to food and also having discipline when you have a goal need to work in tandem. And I've seen this in recent years with tracking. And obviously, because like I say, there's a huge bracket of the coaching community that are just like track calories, track calories, and don't think about anything else. And I've seen it, clients really trip trip themselves up because they have all this food freedom now. And you know what? We get eight weeks in and they don't fucking get anywhere. And it's like, we really need to, to, to call a spade a spade, as I've said like twice already. If you have a goal, any goal in life, whether it's fat loss or getting a promotional work, you have to put in the effort. You have to put in the hard work. That doesn't mean you don't sleep for a year because you want a promotion at work. You still have to know when to switch off and call it a day. Um, And we have to do the same thing with, with a physique goal. If you have fat loss, you have to have discipline. But we also have to keep the long game in mind here. How are you going to adhere to this and get the results? And I suppose that's really what we do on the easy method. (laughs) Yes. Um, should we, should we wrap up today? Cause we're coming back tomorrow anyway. I don't think I can sit down for much longer. Without needing to pick, oh, you're back. I was going to say, I'm back. To... okay, fine. Yes. We'll come back tomorrow at um, 11 a.m. That's right, right? Yes. Yes. And we will yes. get through lots more questions then. And we'll be on Facebook all day. Yeah. So ask away and welcome and get excited and don't feel overwhelmed. We have your back. You are in very good hands. Love you all. Goodbye.